520, and this is the KDLL Evening News for Friday, February 2nd on 91.9 FM, Kenai Soldatna, listener-supported public radio for the central Kenai Peninsula. I'm Hunter Morrison. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up. The Homer City Council approves the purchase of mobile restrooms for two of its parks. But first... The donation-funded and volunteer-staffed Cooper Landing Emergency Services Department is raising funds to outfit a new group of volunteers with up-to-date, fire-resistant equipment. KDLL's Riley Board has more. A record-breaking number of volunteers will soon go through basic firefighter training at CLES. But before they can start fighting fires, the department needs new gear to outfit its growing staff. Fire Chief Dan Osborne says the equipment runs about $10,000 to $15,000 per person, and it has to be updated every 10 years to keep up with National Fire Protection Administration requirements. Between uh, the air packs and the fire-resistant pants, boots, helmets, gloves. It's uh, just a huge financial commitment since uh, we just don't have the, the nonprofit organization. Most of our funding comes just from uh, donations from the public. Despite the steep costs the department is facing, the increased trainees are a good sign. CLES has struggled with staffing in the past, often due to a lack of affordable housing for young families in the Cooper Landing area. As the busy summer season approaches, when the department deals with increased traffic and traffic accidents on the Sterling Highway, Osborne says the new batch of volunteers is a gift. If we were to need to go into a a structure fire, we have to have a certain number of qualified firefighters that can actually safely don and off a gear and go into a a dangerous environment to, to help. And we've really struggled over the years of having enough people to where we could make a successful interior attack, so it's uh, just something we'll be able to provide, hopefully. According to a Facebook post on Monday, CLES is just a few hundred short of its fundraising goals. The department is also applying for grants to raise what they need. You can learn more about the department and the fundraiser at cooperlandings.org. In Kenai, I'm Riley Board. After years without functional restrooms, The Homer City Council approved the purchase of mobile restrooms for Karen Hornaday and Jack Gist Parks. Jack Gist Park currently has no restrooms, and Karen Hornaday Park only has portable toilets after its restroom was torn down. Unlike porta-potties, these mobile restrooms are trailers with three flushable toilets and running water. Public Works Superintendent Mike Zelensky says these units are the cheapest, fastest way to get working restrooms in the parks. This was a solution that we could have a bathroom this summer versus something three years down the road at, at minimum and possibly five to seven years. Last week, the city council approved legislation that put more than $200,000 from the city's budget toward purchasing and installing the units. Parks Maintenance Coordinator Chad Felice had the idea to get these units after he saw them being used in Wrangell. Felice says there was a need to get restrooms into the parks, which became extremely busy in the summertime. 
our high school softball team plays out of Jack Gist. We have adult softball leagues. Um, there's a summer softball program. There's disc golf out there. So it's a very busy place with, you know, no restrooms and nowhere to wash your hands and, and that type of thing. And same thing with um, Karen Hornaday. It's very busy. You know, if you've ever been up there in the summer on a Little League night and there's, you know, 70, 80 cars in the parking lot. The city's current plan is to install one restroom each in both parks, with the capability to add a second restroom in Karen Hornaday Park. After finalizing paperwork, the restrooms will be built in Illinois before making the long journey to Homer, where they should be ready for use this summer. And finally, the Performing Arts Society, a concert organizing group on the Kenai Peninsula, will host a Latin jazz ensemble this Saturday at Christ Lutheran Church in Soldatna. Inspired by Brazilian and New Orleans-style jazz, the Anchorage-based quintet will spotlight both Latin and classic original music. The performance is the first in a four-concert series being performed around the state that aims to promote the Alaska Jazz Workshop's mission of providing jazz education and performance opportunities. John Damberg is president of the organization. He also plays marimba with the quintet. You know, when we think of jazz, a lot of times people get a bad taste in their mouth because they think, oh, it's too complicated, it's too difficult, it's not relatable to the public. Our music, I think, is very relatable. Uh, it's got nice grooves, it's got nice melodies, and I think the audience should walk away with an uplifted feeling. Saturday's show will highlight the musical talent of Bob Andrews, who Danberg says is the best groove bass player in the state. It'll also showcase percussionist Aiden Pospisil, a former student of Danberg's. Our jazz uh, is combined to make it interesting, approachable, and sort of, I want to say feel good. But in a way, it's sort of a fun, fun evening of uh, Latin jazz music therapy to warm up here. Very cold winter days. The Latin jazz performance will begin at 7.30 p.m., you can purchase tickets at Country Liquor and Curtain Call Boutique in Kenai and River City Books in Soldatna. Tickets will also be available for purchase at the door. That's all for tonight's KDLL Evening News. We had help from Jamie Deep and Homer, and KDLL's own Riley Board. Find us online at kdll.org. I'm Hunter Morrison. Have a great weekend. Thank <laughs> you.